It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Brian Callahan joins us to talk about some of the schematic emphases of the offseason program and how some of the new faces on the team are fitting in so far. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today, we're going to be joined by Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. And if you've heard him before, well, you know that this is going to be worth all the time you spend checking out what he has to say. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you subscribe, that makes it really easy to be an everydayer because you'll get those little notifications if you hit the bell on YouTube, especially when we upload our content every day. And you can join that first listen club with all those people that make us their first listen every day. And we enjoy and appreciate every single one of you who do that for us. And from Orlando Brown Jr. to Irv Smith Jr. to the running back room and more play action, we discussed a ton of different topics with part one uh, in part one of our interview with Brian Callahan, a lot of veteran and scheme stuff coming your way. So without further ado, let's get to the Bengals offensive coordinator. We're joined by Brian Callahan today, the off season program behind us vacation right around the corner for the Bengals offensive coordinator. Brian, are you looking forward to getting away for a few uh, days? Very much, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's always that time of year for coaches. It's a little bit different for players, but for the coaches, it's, it's time to take a quick quick uh, break away from football, and then once we start, we, we go for a long time. So uh, much-needed break. Were you in PACOR today or yesterday, or have you actually like had a day away before you get away? Uh, I've had a few days. We, we, we finished up on Thursday, um, and that was the last day I was down at PACOR was last Thursday. So I uh, had, had a weekend and a few days to get in the, get in the vacation mode, and, uh, and off we go here for a little bit. And then uh, – be back before you know it. As far as the off-season program is concerned, uh, you guys obviously had plenty of new faces. Let's, let's start with the veterans. What's the value in in the off-season program, specifically for veterans, for guys like Orlando Brown Jr., Irv Smith Jr., guys that have been around the league, established in the league, but but are new to the team this year? The best part about how we do the off-season schedule is just uh, it's, it's a lot less physical. So those guys aren't worried about performing physically. They're not worried about blocking. Orlando's not worried about blocking Trey. Um, or doesn't have to worry about, you know, run, running heads, head first into somebody. But it gets us a chance to get them caught up to speed with all the details of the offense. Um, and the, the beauty of it is, is that, that Joe sort of um, takes those guys in and, and spends the extra time needed uh, to catch them up. And the biggest portion, the biggest part is that we never slow down for anybody. And so uh, it's on them to sort of catch up to to where we are. We're five years into our system. Um, you know, it's, it's Joe's fourth season. So 
uh, we don't slow down much. And, and this time of year we use to get everybody up to speed. So when it's time to go to training camp, everybody can hit the ground running and, and I'd have to think too much and get to compete. We've talked a lot about details with you over the years that that word comes up. I think almost every time we chat about either, you know, the, the details are a little bit off or the details are great on a certain play. And you also mentioned Joe Burrow taking guys aside. So two, two part follow-up here. What, how, how would you describe the level of the understanding of details at this point in the offseason compared to the last few years? And what does that look like when Joe is taking these guys in and, and helping them to catch up? Um, it's really fun to be five years into, into a program because, um, you know, we're so much less focused on what everybody's supposed to do. And, and we're really, really drilling down on, you know, the hows and the whys, um, some bigger, bigger picture uh, things that go on as far as understanding uh, guys learning more positions, more places to line up. Um, you can have a lot more fun when, when there's, you know, you're not just worried about what am I supposed to do on this play or what does this word mean? Why first time you've heard it, second time you've heard it. Um, now we're, we're well past that stage. And so it allows us to really sink into the fundamental part of everything. And that's, that's the most fun is you get these guys that are trying new techniques, working through some different fundamental stuff that's um, experimental for them, you know? And I think that especially guys like Jamar and T um, that's fun to watch. Joe does the same thing. Um, what's fun for me this year with, with Burrow has been, we get to these meetings and we watch seven on seven together. And um, you know, you get a chance to have Joe, Joe almost coaches those guys. He's, he's very clear on what he expects from a certain routes, uh, where he wants guys to be, the timing that it happens. Um, it's really fun to listen to him uh, explain to everybody what he wants. And so when he's making a coaching point to say Irv Smith uh, at some point, that, that's all the tight ends are supposed to hear that. When he's talking to Jamar about something, uh, all those young receivers are going to hear it. Um, and so that part's really fun because he's, he's got mastery over our system now, which is um, a really cool thing to watch. Uh, him grow in that and be able to almost become more like a coach. Is that the biggest evolution in, in Joe Burrow's game that, that you've seen? Is it in just watching, it seemed like specifically during the, I, it was the off season program. It wasn't OTAs yet, but it wasn't mini camp either. I don't know what exactly what, what it was called during that time. Phase but two. it felt like you, Phase two. All right, there we go. Phase two of the offseason program. It, uh, it There was a lot of play action, it, it, at least to me. And it might have just been the day we were there during that hour and a half we could watch. But but was that a point of emphasis for Joe, for you guys, that, that you wanted him to work on that this offseason? Or was that something he thought of? Or, or what went into that? Yeah, that's a point of emphasis for us this year. You know, I, we, we probably didn't get a chance to – but the way the season unfolded, how, how we pivoted about halfway through our, our transition into the shotgun game, um, we found more creative ways to, to run the ball out of the shotgun. We found more creative ways um, to attempt some play action, but probably not. You know, one of the things I think we could have done a better job of and that we will do this year is, um, you know, marrying up that system of offense with the play action game. And so we're an 11 personnel offense. We'll still use some 12. Um, but there's, there's a, there's an element that was missing a little bit for us last year. Once, once we go full into the shotgun running game, there's, you don't have the naked game as much cause you're not under center, um, the play action, you're not really turning your back to the defense. So it's, it's a little bit different style, but, um, I think we've, we've done a nice job of studying those things and, uh, adding some stuff over the course of the off season that we feel like will give us a better marriage between our, 
our shotgun based system uh, in the run game, the play action game. And then again, with the drop back pass, uh, I think that part of it is, has been fun to explore this year. And that was probably part of the reason why you saw so much of it. Just to follow up real quick. Sorry, Jake is what's the benefit of doing that? What is the goal to give defenses or, or to what are you trying to do to a defense uh, when you have the, the play action working like that, or you can bring that element into the offense? Yeah, you know, you mix it, especially with, with some of the RPO stuff that we've done. Um, you're really trying to get the the tackles and the guards and all those, those things in the interior to to feel really similar. So a defensive end or a defensive tackle can't say, I've, you know, look, here comes it, – it's either a, a run or it's an RPO the minute the ball goes under, you know, not in a drop back immediately. Um, and so then they start to get their hands up and they don't rush as much. But if uh, you find some ways to make that all feel the same and they're not quite sure, is this an RPO, is this a full run, or is this a, a really good sell play action that allows us now to, to slow that rush down and potentially give those guys more things to think about um, as they start their rush, whether they're going to play the run or they're going to get up the field. Um, and then maybe we can get some more longer developing plays uh, down the field in the route concept. So we get a better mix. You know, we've, We've traditionally been a pretty good timing passing game in the dropback world, um, and RPOs come out pretty quickly as well. So it allows us to, to hopefully try to push the field a little bit more in some different ways, obviously feeling really good about where, where our offensive line is at. But uh, marrying those things up together makes it uh, – gives our, gives our offense a little bit more teeth, I think, and um, I think we're excited about that. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book for a reason. Right now, you're going to get – $1,000 in bonus bets back. That's right, a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Now, if you've been listening to Locked on Bengals, you've heard us talk about FanDuel for quite some time. Hopefully, you've already tried it, but if not, take advantage of it right now. Whether it's wagering on the Reds with baseball sweet season in full swing, maybe you're looking at some NFL futures bets, maybe you're like me, you love the NBA, and you think Chris Paul is going to work with Steph Curry. The point is, is you can wager on all things sports in one spot. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And in fact, when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now, you'll be able to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to $1,000. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go there today. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There's obviously been a lot of discussion around generating explosive plays. Is that part of the package there where you can hit some of these longer developing plays and generate more explosives that way? Is that part of the thought process? Yeah, that, that factors into it. You know, the the defenses have played uh, this past season. You know, I think it was you know a lot more of don't let people over the top, you know, try to make offenses be patient and, and work the long way down the field and make you earn first downs. And um, it's hard to go 
10 to 12 plays in the NFL yeah. against defense a, a couple of times a game. It doesn't happen a lot. I mean, it, that's difficult. And so defenses are hedging their bets on uh, being able to, to, over the course of a game, keep the scoring down, which I think is what happened um, over, over across the league for most of the year. Um, but that style of defense, if you're, if you're going to try to generate explosive plays versus soft top down two safety style defenses, you know, you have to find ways to uh, let those patterns develop. Some they take some time. Um, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, uh, with a, with an improved offensive front and, and an improved marriage of our run game, I think with our play action, we, we have a chance to uh, try to generate some more of those. You've mentioned it a couple times now, offensive front improved. Uh, I, I'm certain that everyone in the building was excited about the addition of Orlando Brown Jr. Obviously, Jonah reported for mandatory minicamp as well and, and seems to be on the right track at right tackle. Where is the confidence level in this offensive line? Because obviously it's been such a, a hot-button topic in recent years. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's safe to say it's, it's the best group uh, from top to bottom that we've had in, in our time here going into year five. Um, you know, really strong uh, – Big interior players, you know, Orlando, you've seen him. He, he's, a, he's a huge human being. Um, that's always a good thing. Uh, but he can move, too. You know, these guys can all move well, too, for their size. And so just, to, just that feeling of knowing that uh, we got guys with experience, guys that have started, um, we've invested resources in the offensive front, um, and, and those guys have, have really come together well. And so I just feel really good about uh, – the direction we've headed, the players we've added, and the players that we have. And I think that uh, Jonah's going to do a great job uh, competing on the right side. Um, you know, LC's coming off an injury, so it's always nice to have uh, someone like LC coming off an injury at some point. You know, you still got another guy that's played 10 years in the NFL, and uh, obviously you got Jackson. And then we got a slew of guys that have played for us um, that are in those competing for, for other spots on, on the offensive front. So uh, it's deep, it's talented, um, it's experienced. And so those are all things that, that matter, I think, when you're playing offensive line and uh, you add in a premier player like Orlando obviously makes it feel even better. So um, got a ton of confidence in those guys. Just the way the last couple of years have gone, a lot of those depth players do have a great deal of experience at this point. Obviously, you didn't get to see a whole lot from, from Jonah Williams working with rehab exercises and things like mm -hmm. that. Of the bit you did see, how do you feel he, he looks right now in terms of physical makeup and, and all those sorts of things as he's working on that transition to the right side? Yeah, you can tell he's worked hard. You know, his body looks good. He's in good shape. He looks like he's, he's strong. Um, he doesn't look like he's lost much in terms of, like, you know, guys rehab, they lose some of that muscle mm -hmm. mass. He looks like he's uh, really done a nice job of keeping up with that part of that process. And uh, when he gets cleared, whenever that point is, um, I feel really good about where he's at. There's, you know, obviously he's still coming off an injury and a surgery, so – you always take that with a grain of salt and you hope everything goes uh, according to the timeline. But I do think he looks good and I think he'll do a nice, a nice job competing on the right side because, um, you know, it is, it is a transition, but it's also still playing tackle. And I think that uh, he's going to be up to the task for that as well. So excited to see him get out there and play. And we've heard Orlando Brown and Ted Karras really sing the praises of Cordell Volson. And, and that was another guy I really wanted to ask about. One of the questions for me going into year two for Cordell was, was lateral movement and, and how he was going to improve in some of those ways physically. Have you noticed anything like that in terms of movement ability? He looks bigger for sure. Yeah. Is there anything else that stood out about Cordell in year two? Yeah. You, you see his, you see his technique um, become more consistent. Uh, he's probably thinking less about 
that technique part of it now is becoming a little more natural for him um, after a whole season's worth of playing and, and being able to review the, that season's worth of plays. You know, that there's a there's a growth and maturation process. Um, you really can't – I don't think you can – you can't speed up time, unfortunately. Um, and so I think he's he's gotten a chance to really – uh, use the time to his advantage. He did a great job coming back ready to roll. He looks big and strong. Um, his movement skills look good, more, mainly more than anything else, because I think he's a lot more comfortable playing the position, a lot more comfortable with the techniques. Um, and everything that I've seen from him tells me that that he's going to be better than he was last year. And, uh, and on top of that, Cordell's got the exact makeup you're hoping for in an offensive lineman. I mean, he's, he's everything you could, you could ask for, um, his intelligence, his work ethic, his demeanor, uh, how he fits in with the room. It's all, it's all everything you could ask for. So uh, very, very high hopes uh, for Cordell to, to stack another really productive year on top of, of his rookie year, which ended up being pretty good for us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to make sure we ask you about Irv Smith Jr. because he's one of the the new faces, new veterans uh, on this offense. But before we do that, we talked about Jonah Williams. I think outside of, of Jonah, the other guy that's gotten a ton of attention, at least uh, away from team facilities, would be Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah. How has he performed? Uh, obviously, he was there throughout the offseason program. There's been a lot of chatter, put it that way, from, sure. from this podcast and, and just all over about Mixon. Uh, how has he responded uh, to that on the field? And what did you think about his performance this offseason? He's been great. He's been Joe, you know, and I think that's uh, over his time here now, He's he's cemented himself as uh, a really high energy player that brings that, that kind of intensity to practice every day. Um, he's great to be around. I love his, I love his energy. Uh, it's really enjoyable to, to be a part of. He does bring energy for the team. Um, you know, and all the things with Joe, you know, a lot of that is things that are out of his control anyway, you know, um, the contract and the money, things that the people talk about uh, out there in the world, you know, he's got no control over that. And if the front office decides to do something about it, so be it. That's what happens. And, and he goes from, you know, whatever that looks like, he makes an adjustment. Um, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And he plays football for us like he has for the last, you know, seven, eight seasons now. And so um, he's been great. There's been no drop off in his the way he approaches it, the way he comes to work every day. Um, and, you know, all the things that he's got off the field, you know, that are that are, you know, distractions to some degree are, are things that will be resolved, um, you know, really outside of, of any of our hands or control and whatever that ends up looking like you deal with it when it comes but um, as of right now he seems like he's focused and, and ready to roll and play football and we'll talk about some of the well the, the primary addition to the running back room as well before we do that let's hit on Irv Smith a different kind of tight end than you've had in the last couple of years in terms of athletic ability in terms of the, mm-hmm. the strengths and weaknesses of his game a little bit different than Hayden Hurst, a little bit different from C.J. Uzama, the guys that you've had as primary receiving options the last couple of years. What are the big takeaways for you with Irv Smith and the way he's fit in so far? I think you hit it right there. You know, I think he's just a different style of player. 
um, than we've had at the position. Uh, not that we haven't had good players. He's just uh, a different style. And he does have speed. He's got really good route savvy. Um, he catches the ball very naturally. And he might not have uh, the radius um, that, that like CJ or, or Hayden Hurst, and he's not quite as long as those guys, but um, he's very sure-handed. And he's very natural. So um, he can go get the ball still, even though he's not quite as long as those guys were. But uh, his ability to sink, get out of breaks, create separation uh, are things that I'm really excited to see. I think he, he put on a great um, starting point through the, the offseason. It looked good. Everything he did looked good. Um, you know, the pads are always another story when you get to that position. What does that look like? Um, but I think Irv is a willing blocker, which half the time is all that matters at that position is as long as you're willing to go uh, put your face on somebody and, and put your shoulders down and uh, get a little dirty every now and again. Uh, you don't have to be a, a dominant blocker to be an effective one. And so uh, I think that that's exciting to see when he gets the pads on. But I uh, can't say enough positive things about his demeanor, uh, how he goes about his work. He's always in James's office uh, all hours of the day. He studied really hard. Um, he's got some familiarity in the system from Minnesota. There's some things that carry over uh, that made it learning easier. Uh, but man, he's I'm, I'm I'm excited about what his potential to bring uh, to our offense is, and not just because um, you know it's potential. It's, I've seen him do it on the do it on the field over the course of the offseason, and um, it'll be fun to see what that looks like when the, when the whole picture gets put together. Don't worry, that's not all you'll hear from Brian Callahan. We're going to get to part two in just a couple of days here on Locked On Bengals. You'll hear about rookies and how some of the rookies are fitting in so far, what's impressed and how they've grown, what they're working on, and a lot of those great topics and what it was like for Brian to have to wait those those couple days before he could show up in one of those post-draft press conferences. So you're not going to want to miss part two. Make sure you come back for that one. And until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.